This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. I thought this would be a 30-22 to 22 type game, 30-21. I just thought San Francisco would have too much offensively for the Ravens. Um, and look, the first half, San Francisco had 231 yards. San Francisco averaged 8.8 yards per play in the first half of that game. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, the wall's going to break in the second half, right? Like, it's McCaffrey off running behind Trent Williams, whatever they want it. And it's Kittle in the middle of the field whenever they want it. And if they keep that up, the Ravens aren't going to be able to keep pace. Because I'm thinking, well, Brock Purdy can't take a sack or, or throw a pick to end every drive. Little did I know. Brock Purdy was just getting started. Uh, uh, yeah, the 49ers got unmasked. And, and I mean, you saw it again last night, and I've been saying it all year. Trent Williams is the MVP of the San Francisco 49ers. Trent Williams, they go as Trent Williams go. Like, he is the main cog in that whole thing. He takes it to the next level, running the ball, throwing the ball. And Purdy's having an off night. And it starts crumbling, and then they take Trent Williams has a groin issue, and he leaves, and then forget about it. Like, oh, at man. that point, the game was over. Those backup tackles, all of a sudden, Clowney shot out of a rocket. Van Noy shot out of a rocket. Like, <laughs> Brett Urban's getting two sacks. The drop-off from Trent Williams to anybody else in that system is, is nothing short of massive. Uh, Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, uh, he should be a head coach. I think he will be a head coach. He got in Sam Darnold's head, and he had him so shook. And uh, well, Darnold later, but more to the point, Brock Purdy had him so rattled, had him so scared. Frankly, not scared to get hit or to get hurt, but scared to be unmasked. You could see that kid's psyche crumbling right before you drive after drive after drive. And now Kyle Shanahan better build him up real quickly. And if Kyle Shanahan doesn't have Trent Williams, I'm telling you, they're not they're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not. And the NFC's watered down, but they're not going to the Super Bowl without Trent Williams. Um, yeah, he's got some work to do on that kid. Uh, you know, defensively, the 49ers, they're big and bad. The Ravens are rotating tackles. They don't have a left tackle or a right tackle they trust. And where was Bosa? Where was Bosa? That's what he got all his money for. Where's Bosa? Where were you? What were you doing? You couldn't beat Patrick McCarry. You couldn't beat Daniel Fa'alele. Come on, bro, man up. What was that? Uh, it, it, they got they got whipped. I mean, they got whipped, and Lamar Jackson just does what he does, which is make things happen, whether it's on script, off script, bring out the best in everybody around him. 
And for them to do that without Mark Andrews, without Keaton Mitchell, while they're rotating tackles, like, you know, Odell didn't practice much this week. Zay Flowers didn't practice much that week. It it was tremendous. Um, And the 49ers look like paper champions a little bit, right? They look like the guys who the spreadsheets say are the greatest ever. But to your eye test, they don't, they're not, they don't, they're not tested that often. And the NFC is not like the AFC. For them to come up that small at home this late in the season and Trent Williams going to get an MRI, look out. Look out for the Lions. Look out for the Lions. Look out for the Rams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, it's a dangerous situation uh, if those injuries play out. And to your point about Brock Purdy, who I've loved all season long, but he hadn't he hadn't seen this. He hadn't seen what you're nope. talking about with Mike McDonald and this pressure. Uh, they were picked off five times total, four by Purdy, and then Darnold came in late and they got one extra, and it was just, you know, icing on, on top of the cake. I, I want to talk about Lamar just for a second, Jason. 6.4 yards per carry, 105.9 passer rating last night. And I go back to the offseason when we talked about if Lamar was not going to be there and if they couldn't get a deal done, that other teams like the Falcons or other teams that were interested should have given up two first-round picks and made it happen. And the irony is that is a team now, and I'm going to use them as an example, that has struggled at the quarterback position and they're not going to be in the playoffs because of the quarterback position. And the Ravens have rode Lamar Jackson, and we can talk about Todd Munkin and all the things around, but ultimately it's still about him making the plays that he needs to make. And I just think when you talk about guys being worth it, like when he got his deal and he got his bag, this is a completely different team without him. And I'll tell you this, I talked to some, some of the guys on that staff before the season started, and I remember one of them saying to me, we've got a real chance with Lamar. And you hear that and you kind of go, all right, but then you see it. And I know you're around it. You watch this team closely, but it's like, dude, he is a complete difference maker. And I got to tell you this, everybody, if if they win next week against the Dolphins and they clinch home field, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem to go to Baltimore and try to win out, whether it's Kansas City, whether it's Buffalo or Miami coming back. I don't care. So next week's a huge game. You got past this one, but they can clinch the top seed next week, Jason. And I just I think Lamar, it's it's a quarterback league. He's carrying them, and you said it. Guys didn't practice last week. It didn't matter. We're still going to make plays. Well, he's the MVP. I think that you know everybody knows that. We did the case study a few weeks ago. Compare Lamar and who the next best player on the Ravens' offense is, and then do that exercise. <laughs> you know, for the for the Brock Purdy's of the world, and it's it's apples and oranges. Lamar makes the whole thing go. He is the offense. Um, it is Lamar centric in every way, shape, or form. And he would have ran for more yards last night if he had to. It wasn't a close game. And, and so he didn't have to do a whole lot of running in the second mm-hmm. half. And, you know, he, he didn't. But when he needed to take off to 30 to help, you know, end that first half as emphatically as they did, well, he was able to do that. Um, 
yeah, he's a special player. And, and I tried to call out all these feckless frauds and cowards who run these NFL teams and who colluded against this young man and try to act like he was less than or something else or that he wasn't truly available or that it wasn't even worth no one picked up the phone to call him to have a conversation with him. And they're all getting what they deserve. Arthur Blank, you're getting exactly what the F you deserve. Woody Johnson, you're again getting exactly what the F you deserve. Josh Harris in Washington, bro, you 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 had a chance to come in. And I know it was a little late in the game, but, like, I hope you learn from this. Like, I hope as a young owner you see that these opportunities don't happen very often. And just because the rest of the billionaires want to pretend that it's more important to keep salaries down or, you know, to hide behind no guaranteed salaries than it is to actually go out and try to reward their fans with the best players possible whenever they're available. Like, it, it, it was shameful. It was a shameful display. And there's people out there shilling now for these owners like, well, nothing was going to happen anyway. Get up out of here. How do you know? How do you know what Steve Bashotti would have done if somebody put $270 million fully guaranteed on the table? Like, and, and, and the worst case scenario is they're paying that young man what he's worth. Like, okay, well, all right, we did, did we do their work for them? Maybe, but we took a shot. I mean, what, what made more sense? Having Aaron Rodgers take you over a barrel for three months and, and now he gets to pick your coach and GM and your, your offensive personnel again next year? when he's only played four snaps for you? Like, what's worse, getting put over a barrel by him or maybe helping the Ravens in the end negotiate a contract, but at least you gave it a shot. I mean, that that was exactly what it was. You could see it in real time. Um, it, it was, it, again, it was shameful. And the, these same owners who will come to any jurisdiction at any time and give me $600 million more for my lease, give me $500 million more for stadium <laughs> upgrades, you know, Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. build me a $1.4 billion stadium so that we can host the Super Bowl. Right. But when it but but when it's time to go out and put that money into something like this, they all just sat back and pretend like this situation wasn't actually happening. That he didn't actually go on social media and write a letter in his own words about why he's never going to play for the Ravens again. And even that didn't prompt one of you. I don't even want to say what I want to call you one of you not to pick up the phone and have a conversation with him. Fans should demand more, man. The money they ask you to pay, you should demand more of your owners. 